Add anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Word of God, in the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power. And from such people turn away. For of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Johnnies and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds disapprove concerning the faith, but they will progress no further, for their folly will be manifest to all as theirs also was. But you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions which happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 2 Timothy chapter 4. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they all, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, Endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Father, we thank you once again for your word, the power, the wisdom, the counsel of your word, the guidance, the direction your word gives to us, gives to each and every one of us, each and every day, guiding us as to how to be faithful disciples and followers of our Lord and you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Stir us afresh to, with the Spirit that would empower us to be the people passionately and faithfully seeking to follow you every day, being your hands and feet in a world that des desperately needs to hear your truth and love and needs to be touched by your love and mercy 
every single day. We thank you and we praise you. And Father, thank you for how that you blessed so tremendously the Sherathon over the last few days. And thank you for every person that prayed, every person that gave and pledged, everyone that participated in any capacity. Thank you for how that you blessed and ran our cups over in so many ways. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer. Father, we want to come to you today and lift high your holy name to bow before you and uh, rejoice in you. Father, you are such a kind God to us, such a God of, of goodness and loving kindness um, and a faithful God. We look back, God, over the years and see how you have taken care of us how you have been faithful even when we've been far from faithful. You're such a merciful God. We praise you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. Thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Yes, once again, want to say thank you to every single person that prayed much for us for us during our spring share those that pledged, those that gave, those that participated in any way. We thank you and praise you for all that you were able to do. The Lord did bless tremendously, and we are grateful for each and every person. Please continue to pray for the ongoing ministry of the American Family Association. We very much desire and need your prayers. Hope that you'll do just that. Uh, We'll be reading through the Word of God today, but before we get to the reading, I want to share an article entitled, Filling Your Life with God. And again, if you'd like to get a copy, simply email me, joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to share it with you as a tool for you to use for your own personal walk with the Lord, a tool to use with your family, and a tool to use for the work of evangelism and discipleship, discipling others as well. Church members, fellow workers on the job, or extended family members, anyone you wish to share with. Again, the title of this article, Filling Your Life with God. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. That's Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 22. Then Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Again, Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 14. Life is designed to be full of God. That's a simple yet profound truth. Fill your life with the light of God's word and Doing that and making that a goal is an important goal for every believer. One powerful reason that we're wise to do this is because God's Word is pregnant with life, grace, and peace. In other words, God's Word and God are one, and God's Word is pregnant with the ability to bless your entire life. Psalm 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And then Psalm 119, verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Well, just how do we fill our lives with God? Fill your life with the, fill your life with the word of God and you fill your life with God. The word of God is the light of God. Speak only the word of God and words that agree with the word of God. Pray and ask the Lord to help you to do this as a lifestyle. In Joshua chapter 1, we're told, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success, Joshua 1, 8. 
What is the Lord telling us when he says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth? In this chapter, the Lord commanded Joshua and, and us to continually speak the word of God. In, a, in other words, we are to make it a lifestyle of speaking the word of God and thus speak the promises and wisdom of God continually. Great power and wisdom exist in speaking God's word consistently. Speaking the powerful word of God is a mighty way to use the sword of the spirit. There are at least seven ways we can put the word of God to work in our lives very fruitfully every single day of our lives. We can read it, hear it, believe it, speak it, obey it, pray it, and meditate on it. God's word heals all the ills of life. And the word of God is Jesus. Wise people fill their lives with the word of God as a lifestyle. We think of words as tools or instruments for communication, and they are tools or instruments of communication, but they're much more than that. Our words are also weapons and power tools to accomplish tasks or things in our lives. Our words have power. When we speak words, they carry power with them. In Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, it tells us death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we are very wise to speak God's word daily and to speak promises from God's word every day as well. Also, praying God's word every day is very fruitful and will bless us in so many ways. The habit of reading three chapters a day in the word of God is a very wise habit. And it's wise for adults, for youth, and for even very young children. Also, listening to the word in some form of audio Bible or app is very fruitful every day. One can cover a lot of ground doing this on a daily basis. Yet this, should, yet this should supplement your Bible reading, not replace it. Why? Because nothing can replace the reading and meditating on of God's Word every day. When you spend time reading and meditating on the Word, you're having an appointment with Jesus. It's time for one-on-one -on -one with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's time for sitting at the feet of Jesus. See Luke 10, verses 38 to 42. He is not only sharing truth with you, but the Lord Jesus is also pouring grace, peace, wisdom, and encouragement, joy, and healing into your spirit, your mind, and your body, your entire life, all at once. These things happen to you when you spend time reading and meditating on God's Word. As Psalm 119 tells us, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true. Each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward for those who obey them. How can I know? All the sins lurking in my heart? Cleanse me from these hidden faults. Keep your servant from deliberate sins. Don't let them control me. Then I will be free of guilt and innocent of great sin. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 19, verses 7 to 14. Some of the wisest people in the world are people who make it a priority daily to make time to be still, like Mary, and sit at the feet of Jesus as seen here. 
As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. Luke 10, verses 38 to 42, New Living Translation. When you take time, really take time to read and meditate on the Word of God every day, this is one way that you sit at the feet of Jesus. Also, when we spend time reading the Word of God and praying the Word of God, this too is a way of, quote-unquote, sitting at the feet of Jesus. God's Word is also His will. Do you want to know the will of God? Read His Word. The Word of God is the will of God in all circumstances. Let's be wise enough to make reading God's Word a priority every day of our lives. We're very unwise to say, I can't afford to take time or I don't have the time to read and meditate on the Word every day. It's, more, it's much more accurate to say, I can't afford not to spend time reading and meditating on God's Word every day. Our time in God's Word is its own reward. Filling your life with the Word of God is one of the wisest things in life anyone can do. Let's make much time for God's Word every single day. So again, if you want to fill your life with God, fill your life with the Word of God. Father, we thank you again for the opportunity you give us every day of our lives to open your Word and spend time one-on-one with you in the Word. Father, anoint us all afresh with a spirit that would encourage us to make spending time in your Word one of the high priorities of our lives. Help us to recognize, Lord, that there's nothing better we can do than know you and walk with you each and every day in your word. Thank you for the opportunity to do that. Help us to make it the priority you would have us to make it. And help us to make it a priority to help our children to fill their hearts and their minds with your word each and every day as well. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Again, the title of that article, Filling Your Life with God. We'll be right back. Lincoln Brewster with more than amazing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Father, again, we thank you for your word. Thank you for the chance for us to spend time in your word. Stir every single listener, each and every one of us, billions plus, Lord, more and more to grow in our understanding of the critical place your word needs to have in all of our lives. Help us to be wise enough to fill our hearts and our whole lives with your precious word every day. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Picking up now in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, beginning at verse 1. Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, 
to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you on high, will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all the peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant, and the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, and in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow, and the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them, so you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or the left, to go after other gods to serve them. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Cursed shall you be in the city, and cursed shall you be in the country. Cursed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Cursed shall be the fruit of your body and the produce of your land, the increase of your cattle and the offspring of your flocks. Cursed shall you be when you come in, and cursed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will send on you cursing confusion, cursing, confusion, and rebuke in all that you set your hands to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of your doings in which you have forsaken me. The Lord will make the, Lord will make the plague cling to you until he has consumed you from the land which you are going to possess. The Lord will strike you with consumption, with fever, with inflammation, with severe burning fever, with the sword, with scorching, and with mildew. They shall pursue you until you perish, and your heavens shall be, excuse me, and your heavens which are over your head shall be bronze, and the earth which is under your feet shall be iron. The Lord will change the rain of your land to powder and dust. 
From the heaven it shall come down on you until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You shall go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them, and you shall become troublesome to all the kingdoms of the earth. Your carcasses shall be food for all the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth, and no one shall frighten them away. The Lord will strike you with the boils of Egypt, with tumors, with the scab, and with the itch from which you cannot be healed. The Lord will strike you with madness and blindness and confusion of heart, and you shall grope at noonday as a blind man gropes in darkness. You shall not prosper in your ways. You shall be only oppressed and plundered continually, and no one shall save you. You shall betroth a wife, but another man will lie with her. You shall build a house, but you shall not dwell in it. You shall plant a vineyard, but you shall not gather its grapes. Your ox shall be slaughtered before your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your donkey shall be violently taken away from before you and shall not be restored to you. Your sheep shall be given to your enemies, and you shall have no one to rescue them. Your sons and your daughters shall be given to another people, and your eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all day long, and there shall be no strength in your hand. A nation whom you have not known shall eat the fruit of your land and the produce of your labor, and you shall be only oppressed and crushed continually. You shall be driven mad because of the sight which your eyes see. The Lord will strike you in the knees and on the legs with severe boils which cannot be healed, and from the sole of your foot to the top of your head. The Lord will bring you and the king whom you set over you to a nation which neither you nor your fathers have known, and there, sh and there you shall serve other gods, wood and stone, and you shall become an astonishment, a proverb and a byword among all nations where the Lord will drive you. You shall carry much seed out to the field, but gather little in, for the locust shall consume it. You shall plant vineyards and tend them, but you shall neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worms shall eat them. You shall have olive trees throughout all your territory, but you shall anoint, but you shall not anoint yourself with the oil, for your olives shall drop off. You shall beget sons and daughters, but they shall not be yours, for they shall go into captivity. Locusts shall consume all your trees and the produce of your land. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to keep his commandments and his statutes, which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder, and on your descendants forever. Because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart, for the abundance of everything, 
Therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you, in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he has destroyed you. The Lord will bring a nation against you from afar, from the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flies, a nation whose language you will not understand, a nation of fierce countenance, which does not respect the elderly, nor show favor to the young. And they shall eat the increase of your livestock and the produce of, you, and the produce of your land until you are destroyed. They shall not leave your they shall not leave you grain or new wine or oil or the increase of your cattle or the offspring of your flocks until they have destroyed you. They shall besiege you at all your gates until your high and fortified until your high and fortified walls in which you trust come down throughout all your land and they shall besiege you at all your gates throughout all your land which the Lord your God has given you. You shall eat the fruit of your own body, the flesh of your sons and your daughters, whom the Lord your God has given you, in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you. The sensitive and very refined man among you will be hostile toward his brother, toward the wife of his bosom, and toward the rest of his children, whom he leaves behind so that he will not give any of them the flesh of his children whom he will eat, because he has nothing left in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. The tender, the tender and delicate woman among you who would not venture to set the sole of her foot on the ground because of her delicateness and sensitivity will refuse to the husband of her bosom and to her son and her daughter her placenta, which comes out from between her feet, and her children whom she bears, for she will eat them secretly for lack of everything in the siege and desperate straits in which your enemy shall distress you at all your gates. If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book, that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, then the Lord will bring upon you and your descendants extraordinary plagues, great and prolonged plagues, and serious and prolonged sicknesses. Moreover, he will bring back on you all the diseases of Egypt, of which you were afraid, and they shall cling to you. Also every sickness and every plague which is not written in this book of the law will the Lord bring upon you until you are destroyed. You shall be left few in number, whereas you were as the stars of heaven in multitude, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. And it shall be that just as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and bring you to nothing, and you shall be plucked from off the land which you go to possess. Then the Lord will scatter you among all peoples, from one end of the earth to the other, and there you shall serve other gods, which neither you nor your fathers have known, wood and stone. And among those nations you shall find no rest, nor shall the sole of your foot have a resting place. 
But there the Lord will give you a trembling heart, failing eyes, and anguish of soul. Your life shall your life shall hang in doubt before you. You shall fear day and night and have no assurance of life. In the morning you shall say, Oh, that it were evening. And at evening you shall say, Oh, that it were morning, because of the fear which terrifies your heart and because of the sight which your eyes see. And the Lord will take you back to Egypt in ships, by the way of which I said to you, you shall never see it again. And there you shall be offered for sale to your enemies as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. Deuteronomy, cha Deuteronomy chapter 29. These are the words of the covenant which the Lord commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horeb. Now Moses called all Israel and said to them, You have seen all that the Lord did before your eyes in the land of Egypt, to Pharaoh and to all his servants and to all his land, the great trials which your eyes have seen, the signs and those great wonders. Yet the Lord has not given you a heart to perceive and eyes to see and ears to hear to this very day. And I have led you forty years in the wilderness. Your clothes have not worn out on you, and your sandals have not worn out on your feet. You have not eaten bread, nor have you drunk wine or similar drink, that you may know that I am that you may know that I am the Lord your God. And when you came to this place, Sihon king of Heshbon and Og king of Bashan came out against us to battle, and we conquered them. We took their land and gave it as an inheritance to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to half the tribe of Manasseh. Therefore keep the words of this covenant and do them that you may prosper in all that you do. All of you stand today before the Lord your God, your leaders and your tribes, and your elders and your officers, all the men of Israel, your little ones and your wives, also the stranger who is in your camp, from the one who cuts your wood to the one who draws your water, that you may enter into covenant with the Lord your God and into his oath which the Lord your God makes with you today, that he may establish you today as a people for himself and that he may be God to you just as he has spoken to you and just as he has sworn to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Verses 1 through 13, Deuteronomy chapter 29. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we continue reading through the Word of God. We'll be back.
elevation worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. We continue now reading through the Word of God as we pick up in the New Testament, the Gospel of John, chapter 8, beginning at verse 31. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my words because my word has no place in you i speak what i have seen with my father and you do what you have seen with your father they answered and said to him abraham is our father jesus said to them if you were abraham's children you would do the works of abraham but now you seek to kill me a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do, the, you do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, were we not, excuse me, then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, But he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear, because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Then the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And you say, If anyone keeps your word, He shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say, I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. 
but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. John chapter 9. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. And he said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sin. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How were your eyes opened? He answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him they brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, How can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what, but by what means he now sees, we do not know, or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age, ask him. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that anyone, that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, 
he is of age, ask him. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that, th that though I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see me, excuse me, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. End of John chapter 9. Thank you, Father, again for the opportunity for us to read and meditate on your word each and every day. Thank you for the privilege of being able to read your word individually. Thank you for the opportunity to read your word as husbands and wives, couples together. Thank you for the opportunity you give us as parents of being able to pray daily with our children. What a blessing it is for us to spend time one-on-one -on -one with you in your word. Thank you for the grace, peace, power, joy, and strength that pours into our minds and our hearts and our lives as we spend time in your word. Father, stir us more and more to be a people that are committed to filling our hearts, our families, our homes, our whole world with your word. Help us to be vessels through which your word is spread every day of our lives. And help us to be wise enough to live a lifestyle of reading and meditating on your word and of teaching and encouraging others all along the journey of our daily lives to do the very same thing. How blessed we are when we really make time with you in your word a high, high priority. Help us to know, Lord, that in the busyness of life, we're very wise. We make time in your word what you would have us to make it. We thank you and we praise you for this opportunity. In the name of Jesus, we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession as we usually do before we end the broadcast. 
If you're listening today and you've never made the all-important step of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart as the Lord and Savior of your life, again, coming to know Christ is the most important, making that decision is the most important decision we can make in life. If you've never committed your heart to the Lord, if you've never received Christ and gotten saved, today is a great day to make that step. If you'd like to commit your heart and life to the Lord, would you simply take the time to pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long, long time ago. You lived your life. You died on the cross to pay for our sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess. Lord, I've sinned and I've done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrongs I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things that I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, today, we're calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we want to be in touch with you. We'd like to communicate with you. My email, joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. We definitely want to share with you some literature and some resources that are going to help you to begin to grow and grow strong and put down deep roots in your new relationship and walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please email us again, joseph at afr.net. Again, joseph at afr.net. We hope to hear from you. Look forward to being in touch with you. As always, we appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Please, again, pray much for the ministry of the American Family Association and American Family Radio. And once again, thank you, all those that prayed, all those that gave and pledged during our spring share You helped to make it a great success God made it to be. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.